0: You're listening to the Bible Chunks read Through Podcast in association with the Limedeem Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading 2 Kings 5-1 through 8-6, 86 verses today. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and in high favor, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. Now the Syrians on one of the raids had carried off a little girl from the land of Israel, and she worked in the service of Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, Would that my lord were with the prophet who was in Samaria. He would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his lord. Thus and so spoke the girl from the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you Naaman, my servant, that you may cure him of leprosy. And when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Only consider and see how he is seeking to quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come now to me, that he may know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman was angry and went away, saying, Behold... I thought that he would surely come out and, to me and, st- and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. But his servants came near and said to him, My father, it is a great word that the prophet has spoken to you. Will you not do it? He has actually said to you, wash and be clean. So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company. And he came and stood before him and said, Behold, I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. So accept now a present from your servant. But he said, As the Lord lives... Before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. Then Naaman said, If not, please let there be given to your servant two mule loads of earth. For from now on, your servant will not offer burnt offerings or sacrifice to any other god but the Lord. In this matter, may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the house of Rimmon to wash there, leaning on my arm, and I bow myself to the hu- in the house of Rimmon." When I bow myself in the house of Rimmon, the Lord pardon your servant in this matter. He said to him, Go in peace. But when Naaman had gone from him a short distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, See, my master has spared Naaman the Syrian in not accepting from from his hand what he brought. As the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi followed Naaman. And when Naaman saw someone running after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master has sent me to say, There have just now come to me from the hill country of Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothing. And Naaman said, Be pleased to accept two talents. And he urged him and tied up two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of clothing and laid them on two of his servants. And they carried them before Gehazi. And when he came to the hill, he took from them. He took them from their hand and put them in the house. And he sent the men away, and they departed. He went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said to him, where have you been, Gehazi? And he said, your servant went nowhere. But he said to him, did not my heart go when the man turned from his chariot to meet you? Was it a time to accept money and garments, olive orchards and vineyards, sheep and oxen? male servants and female servants. Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and to your descendants forever. So he went out from his presence a leper like snow. Now the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, see the place where we dwell under your charge is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan and each of us will get a log and let us make a place for us to dwell there. And he answered, go. Then one of them said, be pleased to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was felling a log, his axe head fell into the water. And he cried out, Alas, my master, it was borrowed. Then the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. He cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. And he said, Take it up. So he reached out his hand and took it. Once when the king of Syria was warring against Israel, he took counsel with the servant, saying, At such and such a place shall be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are going down there. And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God told him. Thus he used to warn him, so that he saved himself there more than once or twice. And the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of the thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me who of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord. O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. And he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and seize him. It was told him, Behold, he is in Dothan. So he sent there horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, An army with horses and chariots was all around the city, and the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young men, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And when the Syrians came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Please, strike this people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness in accordance with the prayer of Elisha. And Elisha said to him, Now this, this is not the way. This is not the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. And he led them to Samaria. As soon as they entered Samaria, Elisha said, O oh Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. So the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. As soon as the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, My father, shall I strike them down? Shall I strike them down? He answered, You shall not strike them down. Would you strike down those whom you have taken captive with your sword and with your bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. So he prepared for them a great feast, and when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master and the Syrians did not come again on raids into the land of Israel. Afterward, Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, mustered his entire army and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria as they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and a fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five shekels of silver. Now, as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. And he said... If the Lord will not help you, how shall I help you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? And the king asked her, What's your trouble? She answered, This woman said to me, Give me your son that we may eat him today, and we'll eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And on the next day I said to her, Give your son that we may eat him. But she had hidden her son. When the king heard the words of the woman, he tore his clothes. Now he was passing by on the wall. And the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth beneath his, on his body. And he said, May God do so to me and more also if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on his shoulders today. Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. Now the king had dispatched a man from his presence, but before the messenger arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Do you see how this murderer has sent to take off my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold the door fast against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he was still speaking with them, the messenger came down to him and said, This trouble is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? But Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Tomorrow, about this time, a say of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two say of barley for a shekel, at the gate of Samaria. Then the captain on whose hand the king leaned, said to the man of God, If the Lord himself should make windows in heaven, could this thing be? But he said, you shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now, there were four men who were lepers at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, let us enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. So now come, let us go over to the camp of the Syrians. If they spare our lives, we shall live. And if they kill us, But we die. So they arise at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. But when they came to the edge of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians hear the sound of chariots and horses, the sound of a great army. So that they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to come against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, leaving the camp as it was. And fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent and ate and drank, and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried off things from it and went and hid them. Then they said to one another, We are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. If we're silent and wait around until morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they came and called to the gatekeeper of the city and told them, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no one to be seen or heard there, nothing but the horses tied and the donkeys tied and the tents as they were. Then the gatekeepers called out, and it was told within the king's household. And the king rose in the night and said to his servants, I will tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry." Therefore, they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the open country, thinking when they come out of the city, we shall take them alive and get into the city. And one of his servants said, let some men take five of the remaining horses, seeing that those who are left here will will fare like the whole multitude of Israel who have already perished. Let us send and see. So they took two horsemen, and the king sent sent them after the army of the Syrians, saying, go and see. So they went after them as far as the Jordan, and behold... All the way was littered with garments and equipment that the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. And the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Syrians. So a sayah of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two sayahs of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the captain, on whose hand he leaned, to have charge of the gate. And the people trampled him in the gate, so that he died. As the man of God had, when the king came to him, for when the man of God had said to the king, two saias of barley shall be sold for a shekel and a say of fine flour for a shekel, about this time tomorrow in the gate of Samaria. The captain had answered the man of God, if the Lord himself should make the windows of heaven, could such a thing be? And he had said, you shall see with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Now Elisha had said to the woman, whose son he had restored to life, arise and depart with your household and sojourn wherever you can, for the Lord has called for a famine, and it will come upon the land for seven years. So the woman arose and did according to the word of the man of God. She went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And at the end of seven years, when the woman returned from the land of the Philistines, she went to appeal to the king for her house and her land. Now the king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me all the great things that Elisha has done. And when he was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life appealed to the king for her house and her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, here is the woman, and here is her son, whom Elijah restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed an official for her, saying, Restore all that was hers together with all the produce of the fields, from the day that she left the land, until now. Trust in the Lord and don't lean on your own understanding. This is one of the most complicated or I guess it's, it's a really simple instruction, but it's one of the most difficult to really uh, follow because the Lord has his plans and his ways and oftentimes they will look confusing and scary and dangerous for us. And yet the Lord always uses them for our good and for his glory and we see that Uh, several times throughout the reading today, where we have Naaman coming, uh, this this high official of Syria coming uh, because they had taken this little girl captive from Israel, and Naaman, this powerful man, has been struck by the Lord with leprosy. Now, Naaman doesn't realize this yet, but the leprosy that the Lord has struck him with is to bring about Naaman's obedience to the Lord. And so he goes and he 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 goes to Alicia and he's disappointed in the way that Alicia uh, meets him or doesn't meet him but just instructs him to go wash himself in the Jordan. He thinks that there should be a bigger ritual. He thinks that there should be he, he's a powerful man. He's accept he's expecting something bigger and yet Alicia just says, go wash yourself in the Jordan seven times. This is faith. This is believing the word of the Lord. Elisha is the man of God. He speaks God's words. And by faith, Naaman finally goes down to the Jordan, does it, and he himself is restored. And his heart is turned towards the Lord to the point where he wants to serve only the Lord for the rest of his life. Now, that leprosy gets transferred to somebody whose faith failed him. Because he saw something that he wanted, he reached out his hand, and he took it, just like we saw in the Garden of Eden. He plots this, he, he comes up with this plot to go and get some uh, riches, some wealth, and uh, the, the Lord saw it. The Lord knew his plans and saw his faithlessness and his selfishness. And so he bears the consequences of that. Now, on the other hand, we see this amazing miracle where uh, Syria comes down to war with Israel and uh, the the men who are with Elisha see this giant army and Elisha is not scared. And he prays, open these guys eyes so that they can see what I see. And their eyes are immediately opened and they see the army of the Lord surrounding the army of the Syrians. God is in charge even in the most desperate situations. And God works a mighty miracle so that the Syrians are struck blind. And then uh, instead of murdering and killing them when they're helpless, they do good to them and they send them away. Now we're seeing a little bit more of what the Lord had wanted initially when he brought them into the land, that he would spread his fame, spread his glory, not just in Israel and Judah, but to spread his glory over the face of the earth. So the Syrians now see that the Lord is God and they no longer attack Israel. And then there's a siege in Samaria uh, where it's desperate times. These are things that Moses had already, God had warned the people through Moses that If you turn your back on me these are the things that are going to happen to you and like really desperate times women eating their own children doves dung being sold for money like just really desperate things and then they realize that the camp of the Syrians is empty because the Lord had worked another mighty miracle just like we saw in the book of Judges, where he turns the army on itself. He, he makes them hear things that aren't there, or I guess things that, that are there but are unseeable. This mighty army, he, they think that the Egypt and the Hittites have come against them. And so they flee from the camp, and Israel is, uh, Israel is saved. And they have more than enough to continue on and to survive. And yet those who display a lack of faith in the word of God don't get to reap the benefits of that. And then uh, the the Syrians flee, and then we get kind of a throwback to the Shunammite woman who uh, Alicia had had that friendship with and brought her son back to life. And her fortunes are restored. So again, it's her faith in the word of the Lord that brings about her restitution and her reconciliation back into the land. And so juxtapositions everywhere between faithlessness and faithfulness, believing in the word of the Lord and not trusting in the word of the Lord, trusting in your own understanding. And so as we wrap up today, I would ask you those questions that we always ask. What does this section of scripture tell you about God? What is he like? What does he desire for you? What does he desire for his people? What does he desire for the world? What does this section of scripture tell you about yourself? What attitude do you need to change? What promise do you need to cling to? And finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading today? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.